you once said, uh, if I could play the tour drunk, I'd win every week. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Hey, get, get the fuck out of here. That's not gonna go over well. <laughs> it's amazing, where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Stupidest fucking design. Here you're being wimps, you don't even want to drink Fireball, man. That's nothing. I mean, I drink vodka straight, man. Come on, quit being you-know-what. So the way I look at it, you got to take a shot every hole. That would be my ultimate goal. I think your golf game will get better. Three, three on the course, yeah, at least three on the course. And then maybe after the round, I'll have one more, so four. It could be upwards of eight some days, you know. Yeah, but again, they're, they're smaller, so it's not like it's this, you know, huge shaker bottle you know, thing, right? It's Hi, we'll see ya. Oh, no. Every fucking time. I mean, I take 15 seconds and go. And I've done all right, so I don't understand what they're... It's just frustrating as a player. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Borrowing Podcast. I am your host, Jackson. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Sean and Nick. But today, guys, huge... Huge episode. We're going to be giving away a sim driver. We're currently live on Locker Room. We're live on Locker Room every Wednesday and Sunday night at 5 p.m. Central Time. We'll be doing plenty of giveaways, so stay tuned for that. I see we got Doug here in the chat. What's up, boys? How you doing? Just you know, happy to be here. I've been I'm better. not happy to be here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not happy to be with Jackson. Thank he just you. kind of pisses me off in the moment. Okay, uh, let's move on from that. <laughs> what are we uh, moving on to, Sean? So let's, let's just get right into it. Um, uh, obviously, if anyone has any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. Uh, if you want to ask us something, we can uh, let you speak as well. But just to start off, let's, let, let's talk about hybrids. I know uh, you two did an episode on hybrids a while back. I believe I was out of town for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, we let's just talk opinions of them first, then maybe some hybrids versus driving iron talk. Uh, Nick, I, th- I feel like you should be the one to start that off. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I, I, I grew up a hybrid guy um, and then I, I turned into a driving iron guy. Um, but I've slowly turned my way back into the hybrid world. I, I think the hybrid is a superior club. Um, and I, I just don't think there's any, um, any other way around it. I mean, you can hit a hybrid from just about any lie. It's pretty easy to hit. I can hit it farther. Um, stingers are, are, are extremely overrated. Um, and yeah, I can well, hit a we, stinger we... <laughs> with my, my hybrid. So, I mean, we've done a whole episode on how overrated yeah, stingers but, are, <laughs> but this is me talking here right now and on this day. Um, yes. And I'm saying hybrids are superior um, what, over driving so, irons. I don't even remember. Which do you have in your bag right now? I I have both. Um, I keep 15 clubs because <laughs> um, I allow myself to have the um, over the maximum amount because I think that's it's fair. It's fair for me um, to have 15 clubs in the bag. You know what? That's that's a that's a, actually a rule we should have talked about on our rules that need to be changed podcast. Is yeah. The, the the 14 club maximum rule. Um, I mean, pretty okay with getting off topic to talk about this. I th- I think that rule should go. I, I agree with I that. I think you should be able to have um, however many you want. Oh, no, but I, I agree and disagree there, Sean, because as a caddy, and I think you're, you don't carry golf bags when you caddy, Sean. I carry golf um, bags pretty frequently. You probably Usually never, too. probably never carried a golf bag in your life, but these, if we allowed that rule to happen, well, I guess anyone would, you know, it really doesn't matter because most golfers just carry like 17 clubs in their bag and they really don't care, but it would become a pretty big problem just from a weight standpoint. I would love to see, I think it'd be interesting to see how many clubs people would carry on the PGA tour. And I still only think like the average amateur golfer would keep like 15 max 16 clubs in their bag. Like, at some point, there's a diminishing return to adding extra clubs in your bag. Like, too many of them are going to be overlapping in distances. They're going to be doing the exact same thing. 
and then you're just not as comfortable with one club versus the other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 15 is like perfect. 15 is like the perfect number. Cause like, again, that allows me to have a, both a driving iron and a hybrid, which I need the driving iron just so I can hit like little punch shots. That's like the only reason I pull out a driving iron. Yeah. I've always, I've always kind of felt like, I feel like the only gap where I actually need something is between like three wood and driving iron. Like, yeah. Jackson doesn't really I mean, have gaps in his bag though. <laughs> so I don't I'm know if there's a spot where Jackson doesn't have a gap. Jackson, how do you feel about the 14 club rule? So Gonzalo, all you have to do is you go on our Instagram, golf balling. Um, I mean, you just got to be following us and that, and um, you've already got the, the second part, the, you, you have the app. So all you have to do really right now is down or follow us on golf balling Instagram and uh, you'll be added. So we'll be, we'll be doing that at the end. I, I said that earlier in the episode, but no one was really in here. So we'll be doing that towards the, towards the tail end uh, of the podcast. So if you have any more questions, just feel free to uh, let me know. I really, I really do have to agree that Nick would overthink the, uh, the unlimited amount of clubs. I mean, you see him already, you already see him overthink the driving iron versus hybrid. Not only do I have that, but I also have a three iron and a two iron (laughs) and I'm working on getting another two iron. Is it your two iron that's cut down really short with yeah, the graphite two. shaft? That was by accident, but um, <laughs> it's actually been kind of – I think it might be a new trend because um, you can just hit the ball really fucking low. Uh, so I cut my t- – I bought a shaft online, and I didn't realize it was like a five iron <laughs> length shaft. And I go to the superstore, and they're like – you really want to put this in your club? And I'm like, Oh, how come? And he's like, well, this is a five iron length. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm like, let's experiment. I like to experiment. Let's be like Bryson. And I don't think if Bryson was around, I don't think I would have done that, but, (laughs) um, it's clearly been like, it's been a good club to me, but I also just realized hybrids are superior. So I'm on, I'm honestly really confused with that shaft as to like, what the seller was originally using it for because it's it's got to be a stiff graphite shaft right it's an extra stiff um, extra stiff so that's even worse so like five iron length what what player that uses extra stiff shafts would have an actual like five iron in graphite no idea i'm just confused by that it boggles my mind um if, I don't understand the rule of why it has to be 15 or 14 clubs. Like, can someone – like, I'd have two putters in my bag. Like, I'd, I'd have a lot of clubs in pulling, my bag. Pulling the Adam Scott? Yeah. That actually – I've actually kind of considered that. And then, you, I mean, you get Phil with, like, the two drivers. I think you'd see a lot more of that. You'd see players yeah. – like, you'd see players toss in a 48-inch driver and then also just have, like, a fairway finder. They'd probably even cut it down like Jimmy Walker did and just play it like an inch and a half short like why not like that's i guess i would love to see a professional golf tournament where they're allowed to use any clubs they want like any amount of clubs because i want to see how low they can go man i think it's so any type of golf ball i think this whole argument is just so fucking dumb like just why would you not you specifically but why would a golfer want like every club available i i love exactly what melvin said it's hits it right on the coffin have 17 or whatever clubs but you can only use 14 like i'm i'd be a fan of moving it up to 15 just because i don't think it really makes a difference but i i don't understand why i don't know why anybody would ever want two drivers in a bag two putters in a bag like if you have two of the same club in your bag, you do not trust your golf game, and you are probably going to do bad. So, I see. I I don't know if I agree with that. Like Phil having two drivers, there there are genuine differences between both. Like they're made to do different things. So if there are statistical advantages to adding that club, it makes a lot of sense. It's not like he just advantage. has two drivers. What what's the? It's not like he just has two drivers. What's the statistical advantage What's on, the sti- on a hole that's on a hole that's long and open? He has a he, longer driver. That's that wasn't my question. So 
It wasn't my question. Okay. What's the statistical? What's the statistical? No, I want to hear it. What's the statistical advantage as far as wins on the PGA Tour go? Nobody has ever won a golf tournament on PGA Tour with two fucking drivers because you need to pick one. Like I get, I get what you're saying. Because why would you? Because you don't have enough clubs. We're saying I would bet my life on the line if they allowed unlimited clubs in the bag. There would be so many professionals with two drivers, maybe even two putters, like like five wedges. Like they want that is so stupid. That's not golf. That is not golf. Like I, that is just so dumb to me. I just see. I think that is so stupid. I mean, like the, I, I, I think I think you're just dismissing the argument because you like you don't use yeah. a lot of your clubs. You don't. You've never carried fourteen, but. Most people do have like issues deciding between one club or the other to keep it within that 14. Like that's a very common issue. I mean, you're talking about less than 1% of golfers. I would have to imagine. I don't even, I, Mm. I think it's more than that for sure. Uh, Anybody who's ever played. Anybody who's ever played in any sort of golf tournament has had 1% of golfers, which is 1% of golfers. You're not thinking about people who just play like tournaments at their co- like home course. That's it's still got to be one percent. Even some like Thursday nightly or just That's, nightly nine hole leagues. They some of those have rules. That is that is one percent. I I disagree. I I think there's a lot of people. I mean, here's the thing: is if you made that a like. If most people understood that 14 clubs was the maximum they have in their like they can have in their bag, they would they would not know what to put in their bag. Jackson, you are one of the rare people that have 13 clubs in their bag because again, like but there's a huge gap between your 3 wood and your 4 iron. Well, yeah, I mean, but if I had a if I had a hybrid, I would love to hit it. I mean, after hitting your hybrid at the range. I mean, anytime I hit a hybrid, I'm just like, wow, why do I not have a hybrid in my bag? I think, I think kind of part of Nick's point there was like, I, I think you're underestimating the amount of like just average golfers that have way more than 14 clubs in their bag already. Like if this rule were actually strictly in, like if they, if they were playing in anything competitive, it is a problem. So like most people at some point or another would have to choose between one club versus another. Which is what you should do. So, why don't you geniuses take into account what Melvin said? Then, no, you guys are so you guys are in the one percent of golfers. So you speak for the whole community that we need two drivers. Like what? I swear, the next if I we weren't see saying somebody, we weren't saying anybody needs two drivers. If I we're ever saying see it'd be somebody, interesting. Oh my god! If we're I talking see about friend, the profi- if I see a friend with two drivers, if I see a professional golfer with two drivers, I know for a fact they're not winning that golf tournament. But Melvin Fine. asked I, two Jackson, questions. I will, I will, in my next tournament, I will fucking bring two drivers and I will win the fucking goddamn tournament. <laughs> <just> to... <laughs> I'd put money you don't. Although I would love if you did. I'd, I mean, I would Nick, that bet Nick, any day of the week. <laughs> Nick winning a tournament has to happen first. <laughs> yeah, I, I would take that bet any day of the week, Nick. I would love uh, but, a tournament. I want you want to prove me wrong. All right, but so Melvin asked, can professionals bring multiple heads onto the course and change heads at will? Uh, no, they cannot. So just like in tournament golf, you can't adjust your equipment in any way. That's why, like, if if like you can't alter the weighting on a driver, if not a somebody if somebody bends their putter shaft on accident during a round, they're not allowed to play with it the rest of the round. Not a fan of that either. What That's guys, a really dumb rule. I think both of those are pretty dumb rules. I, my like freshman year of college, I played my entire spring season with a bent putter shaft and oh, wow. it was, it was a huge bend. It was part of the reason I got the yips. Um, but I was just glad nobody ever noticed. I could have been DQ'd from every tournament I played in that year. Oh my goodness. That is so dumb. I know. It's just one of those it, – it, it's one of those stupid rules, like, similar to how you can't pick up a tee and use it that, like, yeah. nobody cares about. Like, I understand why the, like, larger rule is there. Like, the, the, the idea behind the rule, I guess I understand, but they're just so dumb, like, so unnecessary in so many situations. 
Evil. Like honestly, who cares? Who cares if you adjust the weighting on your driver during a round? I don't understand how that would be illegal in any way, shape, or form. Like, I mean, I hear you could, like, you could argue, you could argue that it, like, you're able to give yourself advantages if you keep making those adjustments. But at some point, like, there, some of those adjustments probably aren't going to help you. And if everybody has the capability to do it, which almost anybody. Like most people have drivers that are adjustable, so everyone has that capability. So why not just allow it? Mm, I I I'll disagree on these. You know, I just here's the thing: is it would just make pace of play so slow because people it be would. adjusting. Like it would. And here's the thing: it's like if you agree with if you want more clubs, I think you can. I think that's kind of like a similar argument, but like. If we're saying, like, no, we can't add more golf clubs to the bag, and we're saying we can adjust, but, like, let's allow them to adjust clubs, like, no, because that's kind of like the, like, I, if, if I was able to adjust on, like, certain, certain holes, like, a more wide open hole, I'd put my driver in a less forgiving setting in a more distance, like, you could just kind of do that, you know? I mean, yeah, project, I mean, it's the same thought behind carrying two drivers. Exactly. So I'm saying if you're not allowing two cl- drivers, <clears throat> Jackson. Um, but, I mean, the two drivers is totally different in my eyes than having, like, I, I wouldn't be having to switch starts carrying two drivers. Well, well, it's, but, like, with the pace of play thing is, like, two drivers, you, you don't have to modify them. They're already modified to, to your, to what you like, so... Like, I agree with Nick when you said that it would slow. Like, if you're, if everybody's making an adjustment on their driver after every single, or before every single hole, like, pace of play wise, that's just, it's not even fun at that point. I think, I think golf isn't even fun in the first place. If that rule did get, like, changed, I think it would kind of be like taking the pin out. Like, everyone thought that, like, the ability to putt with the pin in was going to affect pace of play. Like, some people thought it would make it quicker because, like, everyone would leave it in. Other people thought it would make it longer because you'd be putting it in, taking it out, putting it back in. I think it it would kind of turn into the same thing. Like, it's kind of gotten to the point where nobody cares about that. Like, I don't feel like most people really think about the pin anymore. A lot of that's due to COVID. But um, I think being able to adjust your clubs would get to a similar point where, like, People would just try it for like a month. They would way overdo it, and then eventually everyone would just kind of stop. Yeah, I'd agree. Unfortunately, I'd agree as well. Damn, the anonymous anonymous agreement. We don't like that. We're not fans yeah. of that. But like, <laughs> I also think I also think with the with the like more than fourteen clubs argument, Jackson. Like, you're focusing a lot on like the two drivers. It could be as simple as like throwing in an extra wedge. Well, I'm not. I I'm. I think it's fine. That's why I'm like fine with really quick, Bobby. It's going to be at the end, and all the new people in here, it's going to be at the end. Um, so there's still time to uh to announce it. I got it here on my laptop if, for new entries. Um, I think like I, I'm a fan. Like if I had. Like I was saying earlier, if I had a hybrid, it'd be in the bag. If I had a, if I had an extra wedge, it would be in the bag. I don't care about the fourteen club rule unless I'm playing. You do have golf. an extra wedge, but well, they're the same degree. Oh. I think that hey, maybe one gets some extra spin. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really actually just love what Melvin was saying, where it's like maybe instead of because seventeen's kind of random. I mean, maybe like you get twenty clubs and you can only use fifteen. But you don't have to, like, you don't have to say, like, these are the 15 clubs I'm going to use. But that that would be so hard to just, like, tailor. I, I, I think that the best case, as much as I disagree with it, I think that I would be on board with eliminating the 14-club limit. Like, I'd be on board with that. Although yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the two drivers. Like, I mean, that wouldn't suit my... So I think what you're saying is you're not a fan of what would come from it. Like, you you, you think the rule itself is dumb, but you think the way people would, like, change their play because of that rule is Yeah, dumb. exactly. I, I just think that, like, if they were to make that, because that's a really, really big golf change. Like, that's... 
Like that changes, like you could argue that changes golf. So I think I would be more of a fan of changing it to, yeah, 15 clubs. And I mean, obviously I deal with it, but yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, it's just, that's a really, really big change in my eyes. Like unlimited clubs, you can have unlimited club. That, that changes a lot. Like, well, then let's start small. 15. Well, yeah, I'm a a fan of 15. Let me have 15. I would, it's I'm a, a better number than 15. 14, it's, in my opinion. Exactly. That's why, yeah, why I'm such a fan like, of it. It's such who, a, I want to know why they settled on 14. Why Why is such a random number? I, have no like, I think it's, it literally is the perfect number to piss you off, because I just feel like you can never have the perfect, like, the perfect yeah. gaps between everything. The perfect setup. Well, I, I want to know. I, I wish I would have like. I wish I knew we were going to talk about this because I would have loved to seen like when that rule was established. Because I bet it was established when people carried like six clubs in their bag. I'm gonna Google it. No, I'm gonna um, Google it. Real quick, real quick side note while Jackson Google's that. My favorite thing so far in this podcast is that uh, Bobby. Hopped in the comments here and said, "Did the giveaway winner get announced?" And you said, "Like it's coming at the end." And then he changed his profile picture to a picture of the sim. <laughs> I that's love a man. That, that's a man that wants that driver. I hope Bobby wins it. I do too. Uh, Nineteen thirty-six is when it went into effect, and no one really but, knows. I want to know 14, why. No one really knows. No one knows, and that's kind of stupid. <laughs> Can somebody like? Because it was probably, like, whoever the problematic player on the tour was at that time. Like, that era's Bryson showed up with 15 clubs once, and they were just like, nah, fuck you, 14. Well, this is what it's saying because at that time, in 1936, the most common setup for golfers was four woods, nine irons, and a putter. So that is the reason. That's one of those stupid-ass... Like that is a boomer rule. Like, oh my goodness, that's yeah. man, that's almost a hundred years old. That's like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of slipping it. This is not even golf related, but really quickly, did you guys see that in the new COVID bill they gave like a 180 day countdown to release alien information? I, no, we don't. I mean, we don't talk about politics. We're not well, political. Well, that's not really political, but um, I just feel like. The USGA and golf, I feel like they just, back in the day, they just slipped in some of these rules that were just, they're so outdated. Like, we just had a whole podcast about outdated rules, and this is another one of those. Like, okay, so yeah, in 1936, the common setup was four woods, nine irons, and a putter. Well, guess what? It's not like that anymore. So, hey, maybe we change it. Let's say driver, wood, hybrid, Let's go maybe like eight irons. I'm not good at math. I don't really want to do that right now. But let, 15. Let's w- set it at 15 like Nick said. Yeah. I would, I, uh, can you imagine how crazy golf Twitter would go if that rule got changed? Oh, my goodness. Dude, golf Twitter. Would be trending. Golf Twitter in general is just a war zone. And it's like it's always like boomers versus people who are like super woke. And it's it's just – so like opinionated and harsh now as it is that that simple change would set so many people off that it would be hysterical then why don't we why don't we create our own rule it's called the golf balling (laughs) rule and we're just going to create our own set of rules we're going to be the new usga golf um because like well the usga man when, i mean actually, when I, we, kinda, I like the usga no when way. we when we start our professional tour that we've been talking about um let's <laughs> <laughs> let's just rewrite the usga's rule book rule number one rule number one no white stakes rule number no two, white stakes rule number two 15 clubs rule number three breakfast ball off one yeah rule number I, I four mean, Rule number four, if you don't warm up on the practice green, you, it's auto two putt on the first hole. Rule number five, with group unanimous vote, hole one is automatic par. <laughs> Rule number six, if you, can't, if you can't find a ball, just take a free drop. If, if everyone agrees <laughs> agree. where it was. Rule number agree. seven, if everyone agrees that mulligans can be played, just drop it down. Mulligan well, I don't, I don't think that would work on our tour. 
Yeah, this is a tour. I mean, like, who says no to these rules? <laughs> to be honest, like the USGA. Dude, if if we wrote the rules of golf, everyone would be shooting eighteen under. <laughs> oh man, I think Jackson I... Jackson's rule book would just be essentially do what you want and play a scramble by yourself. Uh, yeah, his would be like have a good eraser for your uh, scorecard. His would be uh, like if you made erase... a, if you made a six, but you want a three. Just give yourself a three, man. Do what makes you happy. I don't like the way the the way you guys are making me sound is like I'm this huge cheater to like try and beat you guys. I just want the record to be let it known that I just am trying to get to like a low eighty number, which is what no, I'm I was capable in, of. Shooting. I wasn't saying I wasn't saying that you cheat at all. I was saying you just no, you just don't true. really care about anything. Like yeah, yeah. Any it's... any golf rule, you're just like ah, whatever. Like <laughs> you so bad. you essentially you essentially set up the rules to make it so you score as low <laughs> as low as possible. Well, I mean, why I'll, not? Isn't that the exactly. whole point of golf is to shoot the I'll low s- score? I'll stop making my own <laughs> rules when the PGA or the USGA or anybody who has any foundation of golf or history of golf can give me one logical reason as to why first off white stakes were invented and why they still exist. I don't know. (laughs) I, so I think there's one, I think there's one realistic thing that would make Jackson actually play by like the rules of golf on a regular basis. And that is, I, I think if he was like forced to start keeping a handicap, and then no, there's no chance. Even if he no, has so, handicap, it would be the most. Yeah, but then if he plays in a couple money matches and his handicap's too low because you know he he takes a mulligan here and there, um, then I think he would. I think he would have to start playing by more legitimate rules. Or actually, knowing Jackson, he would just post higher scores to his handicap, get that up, <laughs> and just still play however he wanted. Like he he'd shoot like an 83 by his rules and just be like, ah, probably an 87. Yeah. I mean, I just like any number under eighty five is good with me, but um, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. But back to the uh, back to the whole like original debate that we were getting at. I think that oh, man, it like for an amateur, it makes sense to use a hybrid. I would say because they're way more forgiving, but. I mean, as far as the tour is considered, I don't really see that becoming that much of a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I would say like 99% of amateur golfers probably should use a hybrid, uh, especially over like a driving iron or a long iron. Mm -hmm. On tour, it probably makes more sense for a lot of people to go with the driving iron, but it really comes down to a preference thing at that point. I mean, like... uh, Personally, I I can't hit a hybrid like every really? hybrid I, I every hybrid I've ever you're just owned, not I've good just, enough. That's okay. I I hook the shit out of hybrids. I think there's just not enough like weight in the toe, so I I just I turn it over too fast. But because of that, I refuse to ever put a hybrid in my bag again. Yeah, I think maybe Sean that that sounds like a problem where like you're not good enough at golf yet um to um to have because i think that's what you're explaining to us is that you just don't know how to hit a hybrid i'm i'm not even good enough to have a hybrid in the bag yeah so i shouldn't board. i shouldn't have a driving iron i'm definitely not good enough to have a hybrid i should just you know I probably quit no, I agree. probably quit golf and yeah. find a new sport dude because you know what i'll actually definitely... i'll actually switch i'm gonna switch to those bat those iron sets that are like full hybrids Oh, like, I honestly kind of think those are the move. Like, I'm going to switch to a set of those. I actually would – I would love to do a video if we could get our hands on a set of, like, the hybrid iron sets. Oh, I'd love to do a video beautiful. where we play you with those. My grandpa has them. Those are pure. Those are so my pure. Grandpa has – I just got them for my grandpa, and I was – we could we could do that. <laughs> if you want to play – Do you think anybody's ever built a set of those with, like, anything stiffer than a regular shaft? There actually has been. Um, I have hit like a stiff shaft, um, not bigger than extra, not like extra stiff, but just stiff. I would say like, if you want to pretty much lock in, you're gonna play bogey golf for the rest of your life. I would buy a hybrid set. I, I think like you could lock play yourself better. in. Well, I mean, let's I mean, be like, real. Who's buying hybrid it. sets? They're old people. So, 
I think, yeah. you could, think you could pretty much set yourself up with, you know, breaking 100 pretty much every time if you were to get a hybrid set and you're above the age of like 60 and you're a pretty I heard, decent golfer. I heard getting a hybrid set is the only way to shoot your age. Damn. I want to sh- I want to shoot my age but like 62. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm actually curious. I, I bet. I wonder what the lowest anyone's ever shot their age at. Like, what youngest anyone shot their age at is probably like 58, 59. I bet there's been one. Um, back when I was 16, I had a 16 on my front nine at, uh, what was it, Whistling Straits? Or was it Aaron Hill? Dude, that is the funniest joke I've heard all day, man. Um, all right, then. If I'm not a comedian, what's the next topic, Nick? What do we got next? Dude, I've I've wanted to talk about this, but like I this isn't much substance. Please don't say but it. Please do not say it. No. Oh my god, I swear to god if you say these words. What is it? Golf towels. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. Um, but <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go take spe- a nap for the rest of the podcast. More specifically, why do they sell the golf towels that like don't that just attach to your bag and they're like already folded up and they're like sewed in? Like, I, I just don't get the purpose of them. Oh, the ones that, like, clip on? Yeah. And they're, yeah, like, half a towel. towel. <laughs> and they're sewed together at the top. So there's no use, like, there's really, like, no use of it. Like, there's not a clean, like, you can't wet one side and have the other side be dry. Like, I, I just don't get the point. Yeah. So, I mean, I also feel like if you're carrying your bag, they always, like, hit your foot or, like, your ankle uh, when you're walking too yeah. yeah those things need to be just cut off with scissors the, if you that get a bag and, like that when you get a bag with, with that like don't that no head covers like the ogo cart bag which has a separate <laughs> slot for each club and it's probably got like <laughs> 17 slots um it's so bad i can like picture exactly the person you're talking about that shows up to the course with that bag like you, you're you're about to caddy for them and you're just like fuck this yeah. like, I, this is gonna be a long day dude i swear like every time every time i get a guy like that they'll just be like oh yeah i actually haven't played in like three years um didn't hit the range before this so so we'll see how it goes like yeah, I had, I had, I had one guy with that exact setup, and he just goes, "Yeah, I haven't played in five years, and our range was closed at the time at the course I worked at." Dude whiffed four times on the first tee, and then his fifth tee shot didn't leave the tee box. So I uh, think, like, needless to say, that was a long run. Those people always have like the R11 driver in the bag. Um, <laughs> I feel like, it's always like the R11 or the R7. You see a lot of R7s. Like they've had that for such a long time. Like it's never come out of the bag at all. I, f- I feel like there's they're still carrying like those old tailor-made three woods with like the bubble shaft. Yes, and then they they have, always like, have an ancient three wood. They have like a set of irons that are probably like it, maybe their wife got them either a new set of irons and like the M4s. Um and they're like a couple years old, but like a hundred percent that. And then they have you see some... you see a lot of you see a lot of old pings thrown in there too, like yeah. the old ping i twos, constantly yes. in that guy's set. Yes, I was gonna say that as well. Um, they keep the pings they, a classic. They all have the same clubs. Like I see. I think change. I think the only the only area you get a difference is with the putter. Yeah, you either see like these super like old school blades that look like they've been like run over by like run over by a truck, or you see these like super ugly bulky mallets by some obscure company that you've never heard of. <laughs> the, a two like, ball, a, honestly, two ball is always another one that. Yeah, but they, even if they have the two ball, they'll have like some weird knockoff version of the two ball. <laughs> it won't be Odyssey. <laughs> I'm trying so to true. get I'm trying to invite Doug into this, but I can't figure this app out ever. Um they have to invite requests to speak. Can we move on towards the next topic? Uh three woods? Oh whoa, here we go. No, I will I wanna get Doug oh, what's up, what's... Doug? I, I wanna get Doug's opinion on the question he asked. Phoenix open allowing fans, but limited number of tickets. 
personally, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. I'm a huge fan of it. And uh, I'm sure I'll see Doug there. I'm excited to see it. It's kind of like the start of like seeing fans again somewhere. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. I'm I surprised agree, they chose Phoenix for that because I'm not. Last, I'm last not at all. I mean, I mean, I'm just surprised because I feel like the COVID numbers in Phoenix aren't great. Oh okay. yeah, but it's Arizona, so they like to just do business <laughs> as usual. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. They just they just do whatever they want. It's a it's a free for all there, man. I want to, I want to, I, I wanted to get Doug in here, Doug. I hope you don't mind being in here. Oh um, no, I, you know I love this. Come on, I want Doug to. Well, first off, this. I wanted to show all the podcast listeners that you guys can come in on locker room at 5 p.m. Central Time Wednesday and Sunday, and you can come in here, chat with us as people have been doing and speaking with us. But Doug, I want to ask you a question. You're not ready to answer, okay? Okay. What? Who is okay? So like this year, Bryson DeChambeau kind of became that dude in golf, right? Who's the next dude in golf? Whether it's, I want it to be kind of like a combination of skill, press. So like you know, like a Jordan Spieth type year, like a Ricky Fowler type year, where either they become a fan favorite or they become like who, like a villain, like Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau. And so you don't have to just, go first. So essentially, I'll, just who's kind of next to blow up? Yeah, who's, who's going, like the next big golf media attention whore? I think I know Nick's answer. I'm going with John Rom. John he's Rom. Just gonna, yeah, he's just going to blow up at some people and go off full Patrick Reed on us. Full. Oh, Patrick and you, Reed. you think that's going to get? You think that's going to get all the uh, all the media attention? Um, the only reason it wouldn't is because he's a foreign-born player. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, they already make such a big deal about how his attitudes improve significantly. They talk about that any chance they get. Like, oh, any dude, chance every tournament. It's exhausting. Like, say I something know. else. Like, I, I'd rather hear what his favorite food is than hear more <laughs> about his temper. Like, I actually would kind of love to know what John Rahm's favorite food is. Why can't they just, like, tell us what these dudes' favorite, like, post-round meal is rather than being like, yeah, John Rahm's been working on his temper for the last four years. Like, oh, really? <laughs> John Rom management classes. <laughs> John Rom's just—he's one of those guys you look at and you're just like, he knows what tastes good. So you—you <laughs> you really want to know what his favorite food is because it's probably spectacular. Well, it's, it's definitely like, like a Spanish dish. Like it's yeah, really and I bet it's—I bet it's phenomenal. It would add so much value to these guys' personal brand. Like, so many people hate Bryson DeChambeau. So many people hate Patrick Reed. But what if like there was like. Something where, you know, maybe you cross the back nine and you – somebody interviews you. You're like, what's your favorite post-round meal? And they get – and, like, Patrick Reed's like, yeah, like a, a nice Tennessee or Texas brisket with some mashed potatoes, some sweet potato fries, and a bourbon on the rocks. Like, he'd gain fans instantly. <laughs> yeah, I well, imagine like, how, many, oh. how many bottles of bourbon people would just send him yeah, just right? so they could say they did it. <laughs> I'd so much rather hear about that than, you know, what John Rahm, like, was working on in the offseason. As sure as – and I, I'm I'm curious to hear about what John Rahm was working in the offseason. However, I don't need to be hearing that in October when the season just happened. Like, okay, you guys have been saying that for the last eight months. Let's let's move on. You know, let's – I know, think let's we could do some more fun things in the offseason. Exactly. With, uh, I mean, I think this – know the golfers. I think just like this is just a uh, an issue the PGA Tour has, like even on a larger scale, is just they like they keep these golfers' personalities so sheltered. They're so- like we 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 never get to learn anything about these people. Part of that's because they're so restrictive with like using anything from their telecasts on social media or the internet. Like that goes a big way in getting to know these players. Like for example, I was I was actually listening to a podcast with Rocco Media earlier, and he's one of those guys. I've always just really hated him. Never really had a reason. He just seemed boring. And I actually, um, I actually like listened to this podcast. He's like the one of the funniest guys I've heard as far as like PGA Tour players go. Like super interesting dude. It's just like the PGA Tour needs to do a way better job at like 
getting exposure for these players. Like that's where on course interviews would do or would you would be a huge help, especially if they were kind of silly at times, like Jackson said. I feel like you only know like maybe the top eight people on tour and you don't even really know them. Like you only know the shell of them. Yeah, I mean think about how little we actually know about Tiger. Right? Like we don't I mean, know that, shit, man. That dude's I know like, a lot about we knew a lot too much about him in two thousand like ten, eleven or eight well, about his Think about leading up to that. Like he was one of the most famous people in the world and we knew nothing about like what was going on behind the scenes. We knew nothing about like him as a person. He's so closed off. We need more of LeBron James's in the PGA tour. We need the guys who are going to post on their Instagram about them drinking vino. Um, Dude. Like, yeah. I, uh, I agree so much. They need to use social media more. They don't. I agree with that so much, man. Because I was, uh, so we, we talked about Smiley Kaufman a couple of podcasts ago, and I was like, what happened to Smiley Kaufman? So I, I'm on his Instagram, and, like, this dude's Instagram is actually, like, great. Like, he's got 170,000 followers or what have you, and he's posting about, you know, golfing, his life, like, I totally agree with you. We need, like, you know, not too many people are going to like the LeBron James reference. Cause yeah, but I'm, I'm nobody... talking about, like, ex- yeah, well, exactly. Even, we, okay, we need even more a golf specific, media. Even a golf-specific reference, think about Max Homa. Like, dude's yes, only won exactly. once. He's only yes. won once on the PGA Tour, and he's, like, yes. he's a fan favorite just because of how entertaining he is on social media. Yeah. Like, he's even got a podcast, like, you feel like you actually know Max Homa as a person rather than just watching him on golf or watching him play exactly. golf on TV. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. I've probably seen Max Homa play like one round of golf because he doesn't get much airtime because he's usually, I mean, even if he was in like the top 25 or top, you know, 15, he's not really going to get much airtime. Yeah. Oh, is, people, he, oh, he makes jokes about that all the time. It's like, a whole nother issue that I could talk 48 hours about, but Max Holm was one of my favorite golfers, and I've seen this dude golf like a handful of times. Like yeah. I, I just I know I know so much about him. I know he's got a great sense of humor. I know like no matter what, he's going to just have a good time, and I love him for it. And I've seen another, him play like three times. Another similar guy like Eddie Pepperell. Yes, I mean, yeah. that dude. That dude is hysterical. He he is and, all, like nobody knows cool. who he is. He's hilarious in like post round interviews too. I just posted that on golf. Like this, dude, Eddie Eddie's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. the the interview from the open where he was just like, yeah, yeah I was pretty pretty hungover today. <laughs> yeah, I was so. Hungover. And he played really well. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question for you guys: Do you think John Daly's more popular now or when he was winning tournaments? It's definitely got to be now. Ooh, I mean, I, that that's pretty tough. I know. I kind of agree with I think he's more popular now. It's like the legend of John Daly. Yeah, I mean, I'd say he was more talked about like back then, but he's more popular now. Like I think I back think then he was he was more controversial. He was more judged, man. He was unfairly judged for his just not and I, like golf needs players like John Daly. You need guys, we need guys like Patrick Reed. We need guys like Bryson DeChambeau. We need these like not weird, but like extraordinary personalities that they don't even need to like do anything. They're just a story on their own. And Sean, we posted that clip where, you know, we're talking about how talented John Daly was and everyone's like, are you out of your mind? Ernie else has, what was it? 71 total wins. Like, but everybody knows John Daly. No one gives John Daly any respect. Yeah, I, it, that comment section was actually funny. Like, when you posted that clip, I was fully prepared for us to just get roasted. Yeah. Um, but it was actually funny. Like, some people were like, you guys are the dumbest people alive. Others were <laughs> others were just like, no, John Daly definitely should have been better than Ernie Els. Like, yeah. very valid argument to have. Exactly. Um, but, is. like... Back to just John Daly being, like, controversial. I feel like part of the reason was, like, he was one of the first ones to really, like, want to keep golf casual. And, I mean, Jackson, you love complaining about boomers and golf. Like, that's what he was faced with at the time. Like, golf was (laughs) certainly a much older sport back then. Yeah. So he, like, 
he kind of made the segue for us to do like he almost like allowed us to do what we do like where our page is all about keeping golf casual like yeah. in a way john daly started that exactly yeah exactly he's, he's, like the, john daly. he's almost like if i had to make a comparison he's almost like the ai of, of golf like when ai <laughs> came into the league i mean you guys laugh i heard a laugh there but like it's true the league was so much different until guys like AI and Kobe Bryant came in, and now look at it. Like, they're all, like, mini AIs. So, yeah. I think that this is just the start. I don't think we're, we've really experienced it yet, but Brooks Kepka, John Daly, I, I think that they're going to be a very popular form. GM Golf. Of go- GM, you know, fucking get out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's just like... I just think that these guys are – they're what makes golf they're, – they're carrying golf at the moment, like when Tiger Woods isn't playing in tournaments. Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka, and all these storylines are, are keeping it – they're keeping it real just like John Daly did. Yeah, I mean that's like – it's the, the interesting thing with golf is like since you see so little of like these players' personalities – when you do get to see it, like with a with a Bryson or a Patrick Reed, they get so much goddamn attention. It's unbelievable. Like, I mean, there are villains in other sports, but I don't feel like it gets taken to the same extent for golf, and that's just due to a lack of like attention paid to other players as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Doug? Um. I don't think a lot, that's for sure. God, you're, oh. you're so fucking cool, man. I, God, Doug, I love you so much, man. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just want to see someone like John Daly just come out and just have fun and win some tournaments and, I so mean, you're, catch you're, a last minute flight to over to the British or the <laughs> Open Championship and just come out and win it. Like, who else is going to do that? I want to see little, a golfer little just John Daly. darts, too. <laughs> little John Daly. If little John Daly is like John Daly, I mean, we're we're looking at it good. Uh, we're, 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 I like it. I like I it. I can't wait to see. Like, I, I feel like at some point, I mean, I feel like he'll try to turn professional. I can't wait to see, like, how he approaches it. Like, do you think he's just like his dad? Like, ah, fuck it. I'll do whatever I want. Uh, or do you think he's like, he's like ah, that kind of ruined my dad's career. Maybe I should, like, try I think it's up to him. I, I, I think, think he's going to be extremely professional. I um, think he's going to be like a John Daly. I think he's going to be like – That's just uh, like – Yeah, I see what you're getting at because that's kind of the tone he's been giving us so far in his uh, in his young career. So like, John, much like John Daly wants to be associated with his dad that much. Like you can't – like there, no John – like John Daly can't be – like there will never wait, be another John Daly. Wait, we'll be guys what? similar but – Real quick, John, there, Nick, did you just say John Daly, like, little John Daly doesn't want to be associated with his dad? No, no, I'm saying, like, he doesn't want to be, like, I don't think he's going to want to be, like, smoking packs of cigarettes. Like, I think he really wants to take golf seriously more than, like, John, his dad. That's it is I'm a saying. different time period as well. I mean, you know. Dude, I want to totally be ripping different. darts with uh, Kid Rock on the course like John Daly. I do, too, man. <laughs> That sounds like a yeah. great. T- I don't even like cigarettes. I'd I'd smoke a pack of cigarettes with John Daly right now. Who's to. who's gonna be little John Daly's kid rock? Like who's gonna take that spot for him? Bronny? Is it, is it some? Is it somebody like Morgan Wallen? Morgan Wallen. I mean, he's he's like a party boy singer. It, it might work out. I think that I really like what Melvin Melvin's coming out with all these fire takes tonight. I like what he said. He said, I think we'll have a late bloomer pro come out of nowhere at 45 years old and kick some professional ass. Because that comment kind of reminded me of, uh, of um, what's his face? God damn it. Sure I'm so bad. At it. No, uh, Kevin Kisner. Like, Kevin Kisner is kind of getting, especially with, like, all the love foreplay gives him. Like, he's – I did not like Kevin Kisner – because of his association with foreplay and barstool and i was like you know back in my jealous days i was like you know i how does this how does this golfer like these idiots but now i'm like kevin kisner's hilarious he's 
good at golf. I mean, what is he, 25 in the world? Like, this dude is – if Kevin Kisner was just a little bit – like, I could see Kevin Kisner kind of becoming a, not, you know, like John Daly at the end of his career, but I could see him definitely continuing to keep it really casual. I know he's really, you know, intense on the course, and he's not going to just, you know, mess around, but – I really like that take, the 45-year-old late bloomer. That would be so cool. <laughs> kind of like a Happy Gilmore story. I mean, I actually – I caddied for this guy a couple summers ago who, like, didn't even work in golf, worked a normal job, and then, like, turned 50 and was just like, all right, I'm going to go try and play the, play on the Champions Tour. And, wow. like, made it on the Champions Tour. He's won on the Champions Tour. Like, that's it's just crazy. That's going to be yeah. me someday. But I got to – <laughs> I've got an interesting question for you guys. Who's going to have the better career? John Daly, little John Daly or Charlie Woods? <laughs> That's not even. Oh, we're talking about like a 16 year old and 11 year old. Right. It's definitely Charlie, man. It's not even going to be close. Dude, who's no, who's dude. related to Tiger? Which one's related to Tiger Woods again? Oh, yeah. John Daly's oh, yeah. putting up some good. He's current 38. He's ranked 38 in the Rolex AJGA rankings right now. That's I think solid. I'm not a fan of the AJGA rankings. I mean, I think I think Charlie Woods is already like almost as good as Little John Daly. I don't. And know he's about just going to get significant. I, I totally That's agree. Not, I, I actually yeah, agree, totally so agree. I agree so we much. We don't give Little John Daly the credit he deserves. Like I agree only, with that. Like he is a pretty fucking solid golfer. Like I'm just looking at his last couple tournaments. A really like, solid golf. Rolex tournament, like. He took second at the AJGA Junior Championship, seventy three sixty six. AJGA, I, I think it's, I think what we're going more towards Nick is potential, just because like Woods. I'm not is, saying, but Sean said he's as good as Little John Daly is. I said like, oh, right like, now. If you if you put them at like like they obviously couldn't play courses from the same yardages, just because Ch- Charlie's not strong enough. But so, like, first of all, I don't think John Daly, like, little John Daly was definitely not as good at 11 years old as Charlie is now. And if you had them play a course from, like, comparable yardages, like, John, little John Daly's playing a couple hundred yards longer, they're not far off in talent, like, right now. Well, I guess we have to see this, because I, I think Charlie got too big of an advantage during the... Uh... The whatever PNC. The PNC. I mean, he still missed like one fairway. The dude absolutely stripes the ball. I think it's more of like overall. I I don't think that results matter one bit. Like you could go to so many sports and look at all these guys who picked it up so late. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie Woods at his age is doing things that nobody, and it and it's also due to the fact that he's Tiger Woods's kid. And he's also remained relatively hidden from the tournament yeah. world. But I think just like when you have an 11 year old with that kind of talent, whose kid, whose, whose father is Tiger Woods, I understand John, little John Daly, he, like that dude can golf, man. That guy is definitely going to be on tour if he desires. But Charlie Woods at age 11, like it is just, it's unbelievable what he's doing, man. It really is. Imagine, like, I understand that it was not that big. Like, the PNC Championship, it's not that big. You know, there's no fans. I'm sure fans would have affected a little bit. But for an 11-year-old to go out there and, like, just, like, he looked he looked like he's been in that situation so many times. I just think that potential-wise, Charlie Woods is going to kick Lil John Daly's ass because he's 11 years old. He's Tiger Woods' kid. Uh, the question I was going to ask is, do you think little John Daly swing is better than big John Daly? Ooh, yeah. I agree. I, I, I'm just going to say yes. I would have to one. say so. I mean, he's, he's like already hitting it farther than John Daly ever did. So, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made that technology plays a huge role in that, but I, think I would say John, I, I think little John Daly has a more efficient swing than, than big John did. I think it's a little smoother too. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 it just doesn't look like it takes as much effort, right? I agree. I think that I. It's tough because, like, 
I mean, John Daly, it's like really hard to just compare anybody to John Daly, actually, because he's so different. Well, such and a getting beautiful yardages degree. out of those clubs when John Daly was getting those yardages, that was pretty impressive, too. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he absolutely ripped the ball. And, like, yeah. before it was popular. Yeah. So, I actually kind of want to – when do you guys want to announce the winner? I got the winner. I think, I think uh, it's about time for that now. So, unfortunately – Unfortunately, it doesn't look as if he's in here. I believe so. Did I win? Right? Yeah, yeah. so Nick Bavaro won. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Grant Thomas is the winner. I'm sorry if you're in here and I don't see any Sean Grant Thomas. So, Well, um, my first you know, name's Sean and my middle name's Thomas. Does that count? No. But the good news is, fellas, we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways. And... I'm very excited for it. Uh, I love giving away the drivers. I absolutely love it. But we're we're gonna do Nate. I think I think what the <laughs> changes name. <to> Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we're gonna start to do. I think what a good call is on locker room is for all of you guys who tune in here live for our podcast. I think we should start giving away something like every episode or once a week or something like. Yeah. You know, like a like a dozen golf balls or something like it's that. It's always going to come from Jackson's bank account, so um, the more the better. So I think we're gonna the first thing we're gonna give out is probably like a fifty thousand dollar check um, <laughs> that Jackson just has sitting around. So yeah, and I'm and actually next, gonna announce that winner right now. And next up is, is his, next Jackson up is his house. house. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm talking like one, just one of those big like fake ones that doesn't mean anything that says fifty thousand dollars on it. <laughs> Yeah, just like a big fat check. Yeah, just, yeah. We actually we spent a couple hundred dollars to get one of those made. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. We appreciate it, Melvin. I hope you tune in to more locker room uh, podcast episodes. This was the most uh, most people we've had live in a while. I appreciate you as well, Doug. Appreciate you, Alex, Pre- Nate, Bobby, hey. Alex, everyone who's been commenting, Nicholas. All you guys have been commenting. Keep us going. So I appreciate I you guys. enjoy this discussion. It's kind of fun. It's so fun, man. It's interactive. It's uh, I want everyone to get on Locker Room and uh, come converse with us. Because, Doug, you are our first. No one has ever requested to speak except for you. Well, and except the owner the, of the app. The owner of the app. He's the first non-owner <laughs> of the app we've had speak. Yeah. So shout out, Doug, for that. Congrats on being the first non-owner. Doug has been our first for many things here at golf balling. <laughs> He's been yeah, he really first on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you as well, Jared. We Shout out Howard. to Howard. Howard's the one uh, who's making this all happen. So, yeah, shout out to Howard. I think this is the first time Howard's not been in here. But do we have any locker room people in here? I don't think so. Wow. That's a first. Yeah, but um, – as you were kind of saying, like, obviously, the more people we get in here, the more fun it is for us, the more fun it is for you guys. So, and if, I'll, if, I'll you're free, if you're free five central times Sunday and Wednesday, uh, just hop in and join I'll go us. go with this as well. Or send what did Jackson you just a say, DM. Sean? What did you just say? Oh, the more interactive, the more people in here as well just means, like, the more stuff we can give away. So, all of you guys, the, you know, 30 – um, or what was our match? Like 21, 22. All you guys who have been in here so far, I mean, you guys are only helping us out as far as, you know, you guys are helping yourselves out as far as more, more giveaway opportunities go. So, uh, keep that in mind. But Luca, who won the driver, forgot it. Sean Grant Thomas. I'll put it up on Instagram after this podcast, but, uh, that's all I got. That's all I have. Yeah, I think that's it for today. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we'll see you guys. What day is it? Is today Wednesday or Sunday? Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. We will see. Oh, we'll see you. All. We'll all be live. We'll actually be together on Sunday's podcast. So locker room, 5 o'clock Central Time, Sunday. We'll see you guys. Maybe we'll we'll do a giveaway. I probably won't announce it. It'll, it'll just be one of those like, hey, I really fuck with you. So 
here's a dozen golf balls or something. Um, or here's a golf ball and shirt. So we'll see you guys next top flights. Yeah, here's a <laughs> here's a dozen <laughs> top flights. <laughs> Never talk to us again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys Sunday. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good one.